the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In Scripture, God uses the term vessel as a metaphor for you and I. The question is, as Paul puts it in Romans, what kind of vessel are you? A vessel unto honor or dishonor? Welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan, featuring the teaching staff of Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Angelo Dima joins us today here in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. Vessels, the chafing dish, sterno and paper plate. Vessels of honor and dishonor, and the descriptions of them, why they are so important for us today, is the subject of our time together. Won't you join us? Here's Angelo with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. What we learn when we study the scriptures and we see all these vessels in the Old Testament, the Levitical priesthood, and what they were used for, every one of them will point us to Christ. Do you agree with that? And that's what their design is for. So Paul is using the same type of understanding that even in a practical use for the church of today, that's why I used my title, the chafing dish, sterno, and paper plate, we can spiritualize those things and see where Paul's coming from based upon what was used in the Old Testament. There is greater imagery, not just uh, leadership, but all as vessels. So when we see these things, these imageries, what Paul is doing in this text is he's giving imagery to vessels so that we can see them both as practical use, but he can... You can see them as God's people. All of God's people are vessels. But in the church, there are vessels of honor and vessels to dishonor, and we'll see that shortly, where Paul refers to these as unbelievers and believers. What type of vessel are we is the the big question here. So we can see this in Romans chapter 9, verse 21 and 22, where Paul talks about these vessels as related to us. So if you turn to Romans chapter 9 and you look at verse 21 through 22, you can put it up on the screen, where he refers to God being the potter and God having the power over the clay, that vessel which he's making, from the same lump to the make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor. What if God, wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? So the question is, are you a vessel of dishonor or are you a vessel of honor? It's a good question to ask. Even Paul was referred to as a vessel by the Lord. If you were to look at Acts chapter 9, don't turn there, but the Lord says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. So in the Old Testament, you had things that pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And you can see that even these vessels could be shown to represent the people of God. Gold and silver. What is gold and silver in our sub-point B here, point one? Gold and silver is a lasting purpose, has lasting purpose. It lasts long. So when you see the Ark of the Covenant, it was overlaid with gold, right? And so it was overlaid the acacia wood. Because acacia wood, even though it's a real strong and hard wood, if you overlay anything with gold, as we're about to see in some of the text here, it lasts longer. It's going to protect it from the elements that are outside. And so it is if we are to spiritualize this. As a believer, we need to be overlaid with purity. And gold is depicted as being pure. Offerings for the temple. We see in uh, a passage of Scripture where David said unto the assembly, when, they were, when Solomon was building the temple... If you want to turn there, it's First uh, Chronicles chapter 29. I'm just going to read some text so that we can see David as he spoke here. My son Solomon, from a, alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. And the work is great because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord. Now, the, now for the house of my God I have prepared with all my might gold for things to be made of gold, silver for things of silver, bronze, for things of bronze, iron for things of iron, wood for things of wood, onyx stones and stones to be set, glistening stones and various colors, all kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver." 3,000 talents of gold and gold of Ophir and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses. So God, as David is doing this, uses the gold and silver to overlay everything so that things last. So when I was thinking of the chafing dishes, we have some rinky-dink ones, but we have ones that actually have been around for a long, long time here. So there's quality in gold and silver. It's meant to make things last for long periods of time. And that's what, I'm, that's what I've gathered from uh, 1 Chronicles 29. So we can see the significance of how gold and silver is to preserve things that are made of lesser, uh, stronger material. As we see in the Ark of the Covenant, Exodus chapter 25, verses 10 and 11, just listen to this. And they shall make an ark of acacia wood, two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half of the height thereof, and thou shalt overlay it with pure gold within and without thou shalt overlay it, and shalt make upon it a crown of gold round about. So that gold was to preserve this Ark of the Covenant, make it lasting. And to beautify it. Does anyone know what acacia wood is? It's in abundance. You know, we bought a bed for our house and it was made out of acacia wood. So it's a very common, but it's a very hard wood. But even the hardest of woods are subject to the elements and must be, you know, protected. Usually they'll put a shellac on it or they'll paint it just to preserve it. Here we're seeing even a greater preserving by putting a pure gold on it or silver. In this case with the ark, it's gold. But also, so when we look at gold and we see gold, 
Gold is often referred to believers. So turn with me because I want you to know this verse. Uh, Malachi chapter 3, verse 3. You're often uh, listening to Handel's Messiah, generally around Christmas time, and there's this song called, uh, He Shall Purify the Sons of Levi. Have you heard it? Well, this is where Handel got this, uh, this song that he wrote. It's a glorious song. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 3. He will set as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them as gold and silver. So, as you see vessels spoken about by Paul, so we can be tethered to the text and we can understand what's being said, that some are to honor and some are to dishonor, some are to dishonor, some are to honor. We see it as pictured in the Levites, the priesthood, that he would refine them for his use so that they could be vessels of honor. The refining of gold and silver, and they shall offer unto Jehovah offerings in righteousness. God has to refine us. Isn't that what he does? So when we go through trials and tribulations, did you know that's refining us? Have you found that to be the case? It doesn't feel good, does it? It gets hot. It drives out and it purges away impurities. It causes you to feel things, feel uncomfortable. This is what's actually happening to the believer. This is a real thing. That's what the Spirit does. He convicts you of sin. When the conviction of sin is taking place, He's refining you as He would gold. We also see gold being refined by a fire. When he st- We see in uh, the book of Revelation, I counsel thee to buy of me gold refined by fire. Now this gold can be referred to as wisdom, knowledge, that we should buy it. Well, how are you going to buy something that cannot be priced? Well, I submit to you that when we buy something that we cannot pay for because we would never have enough money to pay for something that God is offering. Do you believe that? Man will buy into lies. And so why doesn't man buy into the truth? And how much money does the truth cost you? And can you buy this without price? We're commanded to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ with all of our hearts. We're commanded not to lean on our own understanding. We're commanded to acknowledge Him in all our ways. And we're promised that He shall guide us down the path that we need to go to. And... In that path, we will attain this gold, golden knowledge, golden wisdom, which will always point us to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we may become rich, rich in faith, and have white garments, that thou mayest be clothed in the purity of Christ, that our shame and our nakedness should not be made manifest. And that's what God does for His people, right? He makes them vessels of honor, by covering them with the golden wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit who teaches you. And he anoints your eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. So in subpoint C, we also see that uh, there is wood and earth vessels that are for a temporal use. Let's start here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through 13. And we're talking about the foundation that uh, no man can lay, which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. 
But if any man buildeth on the foundation gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, stubble, each man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it is revealed by fire. Now if you take fire to wood, hay, and stubble, it's going to burn very quick, isn't it? So within the temple there are vessels of wood and earth, and those are the things that will be burned up. But what is lasting is the gold and silver. And the fire itself shall prove each man's work of what sort it is. So we're seeing temporal versus spiritual here. And so let's turn to Isaiah 51 verse 6 and see what Isaiah says in regards to these things. I love Isaiah because Isaiah was a preacher of the gospel. 66 chapters, 66 books in the Bible. It is the gospel of Isaiah. And he tells us to do things that is beneficial to us. When he says in Isaiah 51, 6, he says, Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath, for the heavens shall vanish like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment. And they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall, be, shall not be abolished. So earth, wood, and temporal things are temporal. Even the elements of gold and silver shall pass away. Because these are only types and shadows of spiritual things. So let us all understand that earthly things are all going to dissolve. This is all types, shadows, and pictures to point us to greater truths. Do you agree? All right, so let us get to point two, where we see what I say in point two, the sum of the sum total. And then I went to Matthew chapter 13, verses 47 through 50. You don't have to turn there, but I'm sure we're all uh, familiar with this passage. It's about fishing and a big dragnet, as we would call it. And the kingdom of heaven is like unto a big net and is cast into the sea and gathered to uh, gather every kind which when it is filled it's drew up to the beach and they sit it down and they gather it into good vessels and they go through all these fish that they've caught and they say some are bad and some are good. I guess there's bony fish that don't have good meat on them and they're not good to eat and so you discard those. But what we're seeing here in our text is that God, through Paul, is taking the whole of corporate church, the corporate church, because there is this invisible church, which is the elect of God, chosen before the foundations of the world. But as we read throughout all the scriptures, he's dividing wheat and tares. He's dividing the goats and the sheep. And so we're seeing a dividing here in honor, vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. So they're all being gathered up. And so Paul is taking this same type of principle as we see with the fish and he's demonstrating to Timothy that there are, as we see in sub-point A, some to honor as I would refer to as God's elect. There's a beautiful passage in the psalm where David, the believer, is making this statement. He says in Psalm 91, Because he hath set... His love upon me, therefore I will, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. So every believer, because the believer is loved, he therefore loves, right? He or she. And God sets his love upon you, because you are an elect. 
And you, in a greater picture, you see that Christ said these things, was seen in these same things, because God the Father hath set his love upon Christ. Therefore, I will deliver Christ. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Isn't that great to know? We can see that as Christ. We can also see that as David with all the trouble that he went through. But if you're an elect of God, he's going to protect you. He's going to honor you is what I'm gathering here. He's going to honor you for honoring him. We honor him because he honored us. And sub-point B, there are some to dishonor. These people that would be under this category dishonor God through unbelief. Now, there are examples of those who dishonored God through unbelief. One of those examples we see in 1 Samuel chapter 2, starting at verse 30. I think there was a typo in my notes there. If you want to put that up on the screen, you can turn there just to see an example of what it means to dishonor in a certain way of unbelieving. Therefore, Jehovah... The God of Israel saith, I said indeed that my, that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now Jehovah saith, be it far from me, for them that honor me will I honor. So there it is. God will honor those who honor him. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Now, what is the context of this passage? If you read the whole chapter, you would see that there was a a priest by the name of Eli, and Eli had two sons. And these two sons would stand at the gate, and they would get women to come and lay with them, meaning they were sleeping with women. They were dishonoring God. Can you imagine that? This is the God that rains fire from heaven. This is the God that can eternally punish you So what in the world could possess somebody to do something like that? Now, I would quickly say, without the grace of God, there go we. There go I. Okay? And we've all fallen short, and there may be some people that have gone through these things, and God hath redeemed them out of all of that sin and folly. But these sons of Eli were sleeping with women because of one thing. They didn't believe God. And that's the only thing that's going to get you in trouble is unbelief. Behold, the days come that I will cut off thine arm and the arm of thy father's house, that they shall not be an old man in thy house. Vessels of dishonor. There are some vessels in the house of God that are vessels of dishonor, and they're vessels of dishonor because of unbelief. We also see in the Psalms that he talks about the pure. With the pure thou shalt show thyself pure. This is Psalm 18. It's in your notes. Just hear it out. And with the forward thou wilt show thyself forward. If you're unbelieving and you're forward and you think you're going to get away with sin and you're going to do these transgressions and God is not going to punish, He's going to show Himself somebody who will punish. With the pure those who have been tried, as we see with the gold, as the refiner would refine his people and make them pure, make them to know their impurities 
and feel uncomfortable, he will show himself pure. We also see this in the Old Testament. In Leviticus chapter 26, you don't have to go there. He says, if you will not be reformed by me, remember, he's the potter, we're the clay, we're the vessel. If you're not going to be reformed by him, by these things, but will walk contrary unto me, then I will also walk contrary unto you and will punish you yet seven times for your sins. Now, this is very sobering. But we understand when we're tethered to the text what Paul, who had read the Old Testament, understood the economy of God when it comes to his people and it comes to those who are not his people that have chosen not to believe. This is how it all works. This is God's economy. If you show yourself contrary to God, he will show himself contrary to you. And that's what the world will do. The fool has said, no God. It's not that he said, the fool has said, there is no God. That little italics in there, if you're to look at that, I believe it's Psalm 40, it's not there. What he's saying is, no God. He doesn't want God. He doesn't want to have anything to do with God because he does not want to believe, as we see in the book of Romans, he's suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. And because of this, the people who do that show themselves contrary to God. Contrary meaning going the opposite way in every way they possibly can to do everything contrary to what is right according to Scripture. So in subpoint C of our second point, God's economy. I wanted to put this in there because when we see this great kind of picture of vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor all throughout scriptures, we must understand that the Lord, as we see in Proverbs 16.4, you're probably familiar with this verse, why don't we turn there so you can you know, highlight it, put it in your Bible, because you will need this verse to explain to people that in the greatest theological plane, if I'm to put it that way, God is sovereign, right? And God's going to do what he's going to do. He's made an everlasting covenant ordered in all things and sure. He's going to save his people no matter what. And he is going to judge the world. God has done these things for his own glory's sake. So when we see that there are vessels of honor and there are vessels of dishonor, the Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Now there's only one thing you can do when you get that type of text. Anybody know what that is? Bow down. <laughs> Just bow. Bow and raise the white flag and give up. Okay? You're fighting against something that you will have no control over because he controls all things. He's made all things and everything will be giving God glory whether it's the vessel of honor or the vessel of dishonor. And we know and take comfort in this when Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 28 that all things work together for good to the, them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. So we can take great ease when we go home and rest our heads that the wicked, the dishonorable, the ones who are going contrary, the ones who are unpure, the ones who are forward, are in God's control and that all these things are working together for good even when it comes to our own 
families. Studying God's Word that we might show ourselves approved, that we might come to a deeper love and understanding of God's amazing love for us in Jesus Christ. This has been Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We are always delighted and grateful that you take a few moments to spend with us, that we might, again, study to show ourselves approved. And as we leave you today, we would also leave you with an invitation to join us for worship in person. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Pastor Jessica Stand and Grace Bible Church of Hayward, please consider this a formal invitation to spend Sundays with us. 11 a.m. is the worship service, 10 a.m. if you would like to join us for Sunday school. And don't forget, Friday evenings at 8 p.m., we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word with brothers and sisters in Christ from a variety of churches all over the Bay Area. That's at 8 p.m. Friday evenings. For directions and more information, simply stop by our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Or give us a call, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're looking for a copy of today's program, you can either contact us by phone or mail. Send $5 and we'll get a CD out to you. Or stop by grace-bible.com and download the audio file for free. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. 94541 is our zip code. And one final note as we conclude our time together today. We're able to come to you daily here on KFAX because of friendships and partnerships with people such as you who see the value of this ministry. Now, while it is free to listen to, for us, there is a cost, and we are a listener-supported ministry. No matter the size of your gift, it's greatly appreciated. So would you take a moment and pray about it and then contact us with your gift today? 510-886-9782 is our phone number, or write to us, 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.